Welcome to It Starts the Click, a podcast teaching you how to build a creative, profitable and holistic fashion photography business. I'm Olivia Bossert, a London-based fashion photographer with over 10 years in the industry. I've previously shot for magazines like Elle, Harper's Bazaar, Marie Claire, Grazia and more. I've also worked with brands like Rixo, Daisy Jewelry, Blink Brow Bar and so many more. If you're a fashion photographer interested in building a business that's made to suit you, then you're in the right place. I'm so happy that you're here. Okay, today's episode is a bit different in that I'm going to be discussing things that I do as a fashion photographer that I believe are slightly unconventional and not the norm because I truly don't believe that we need to all follow the same pattern and do the same things just because it is what is the status quo, it is what is expected, or it is what other people are doing. So I've got a little list in front of me and I'm going to run through it and I'm just going to share very candidly things that I don't do that most fashion photographers do do. And yes, I just said do-do. So first of all is worry about Instagram followers. Now, if I could go back in time and tell myself at 25 to not worry about having 10,000 plus Instagram followers, I would be much happier well, I would have been much happier in that time. I kid you not, I used to stare at my phone for hours wondering why I still hadn't hit the jackpot of Instagram. I didn't really invest a lot of time into Instagram and growing my Instagram account when Instagram was having its really big moment in sort of the mid-2010s. I found that I was actually working on my magazine at the time. So we managed to grow Atlas Magazine's Instagram following really big when we were working on that magazine. And I neglected my own account massively. I wasn't really focusing on photography. So when I went back to photography and realized that I'd kind of missed the boat on growing an Instagram account, I kicked myself. I genuinely felt really stupid. And for such a long time, I worried about not having enough followers. Then, eventually, I hit the magical 10k and nothing happened. My life didn't change. I didn't suddenly have all the magazines begging to shoot with me. I didn't suddenly have Vogue knocking on my door. I didn't suddenly have all the amazing shoots coming my way. Nothing changed. and. In the last four years, I have completely stopped worrying about Instagram. I now see Instagram as nothing more than an extension of my website and a way for me to connect with people who are interested in my work and who like my photography. I do not worry anymore about how many Instagram followers I have. And it is the most liberating feeling in the world. I really wish that I had got to this point sooner 
because it would have saved me so much time and so much pain and so much stress. But if I'm not worrying about Instagram followers, what am I actually doing and what am I thinking about? Well, I get all my work from pitching. The vast majority of the work that I get is from emails I send. I do not rely on Instagram in any way, shape or form to get me my work. It is an additional tool in a huge amount of tools that I have in my arsenal to get me in front of the clients I want to work with. It is not the be all and end all and I do not stress about it and I don't want you to stress about it either. In fact, I think that if you spend time doing anything at all, it should be pitching, it should be reaching out directly to the people that you want to work with and not worrying about how beautiful your grid looks or what hashtags you should be using or how you can blow up on reels. Because yes, those things can help, but I guarantee you that what is going to help more is building personal relationships, quick connections with people that you make through actual conversations. Real conversations start with email. That is how I have had the majority of my success. Of course, some people have found me on Instagram. Of course they have. It is the internet after all, but it is a tool amongst my arsenal and I no longer worry about how much reach my posts are getting, how many likes they've got, or how many followers I have. Number two, and this might surprise some of you because if you have been following me for a while, and if you saw posts I made at the beginning of 2023, you will have seen that this was actually one of my goals for the year, and it has massively changed, massively changed. And that is that I don't want an agent. For so long, I really thought that I needed an agent to see success, that I would only reach the kind of brands that I wanted to work with, the kind of magazines I wanted to work with, and see the kind of success that I wanted when I got an agent. Because from where I was sitting, it seemed like everybody who was really successful and who is really successful as an agent. So at the beginning of 2023, my goal was to get an agent. And it started off well. I had some meetings with some agents and they were really, really nice. I didn't get an offer right away, but both of the meetings that I had with two agencies that I was really interested in were really positive and I had really good feelings about both. And then the months went on, work got busier, I had more and more clients, my pitching was doing better than ever, I was getting the kind of work that I'd always dreamt of and I was doing it without the help of an agent. And I began to think, why do I think I actually need an agent when everything is going really well for me without one? Clearly, if I just keep doing what I'm doing, I don't need an agent. And I really began to see that for me, it is entirely possible to build a photography career without an agent. So why else don't I want an agent? 
The main reason is I came to realize just how important managing my own schedule is. I really value my free time. I really value my autonomy. And I really don't want to ever feel pressure to take a job on through guilt. The reason I say that is I worry that if I bring on an agent who works with me on my career, I will feel responsible for their income because that is how they make money is through getting me jobs that I then give them a cut of. And hypothetically speaking, if a brand approached the agent and said they wanted to work with me and the shoot sounded to me like something I would not want to do, I would really struggle to say no because I would worry about what that impact would be on the agent. And whether that is true or not is irrelevant. It would be something I would struggle with because I'm so empathetic and I have such huge people-pleasing tendencies that I have to really keep myself in check and I would really worry that that would be a problem for me. So the more I thought of it that way, the more I realized that maybe having an agent wasn't the best fit. From a financial point of view, having an agent does mean giving away a fairly large portion of your income and if I'm getting the work that I want to be getting without having to give 20 to 25 percent 30 percent of my income to an agent then why would I do that and this leads me on really nicely to my second point which is I don't want to shoot each week every single day of the week and if I had a really good agent who was really good at getting me work I would genuinely struggle if I started getting booked on jobs and I was expected to be on set for five times a week. I genuinely cannot cope with that much shooting. As crazy as that might sound to some of you who love the feeling of being on set and who really just want to be out there and doing the thing every day, meeting new people, creating all the work, that is not my dream. I need space. I need time. I need space on my own being an introvert and having recently learned a little bit more about my human design, I am a reflector. I need a lot of time on my own. Being on set is my favorite thing. I love shooting. I love shooting more than anything in the whole world. But if I do it too much, I lose myself entirely. So I don't want to shoot all the time. I actually, my dream is shooting two, three times a month. And that is it. I really don't want to shoot more than that. And that goes part and parcel with the agent thing of not really wanting an agent because I think if I had an agent and they got me loads of work, I would be worried about having too much and then not being able to say no and wanting to do it to please them and do what I'm supposed to do or feel like I'm supposed to do. So I just don't think it's for me. Who knows? Never say never. Maybe I will meet someone who really respects my boundaries, who really understands what I want, who is really aligned with 
my way of working and we'll get on perfectly well and it will be a dream match. But for now, I have not found that person or that company that I want to partner with. And maybe they will appear one day and I'll let you know. I will share an update with you if that does happen. But right now, I don't want an agent. Next point. I do not want to live in a big city. I know that I live close to London and if you live in Cornwall where I used to live or you live in a different country which is really far from a big fashion capital, I probably to you look like I live in London. But if you could see my surroundings, my actual surroundings, I live quite far out of London. I don't live in London. I live in the countryside about an hour out of London. It depends where I'm going. Sometimes it's an hour and 15. Sometimes it can be two hours because London is huge. But I have no desire to live in a big city. When I say I'm a country girl, I am a country girl through and through. And I think you can see from the work that I create that you never see buildings, you never see cars, you never see anything that's very industrial. It's very, very unusual for me to bring any of that sort of feeling into my work because nature is what inspires me. Nature is where I feel my most calm. It is where I feel my happiest. It is where I feel my best self. So to have to sacrifice that, to live in a city so that I am closer to where all the stuff is happening, closer to where the parties are, closer to where the brands are, closer to where everything else is, would be too much of a sacrifice for me. I chose, me and my partner I should say, we chose very specifically to leave Cornwall so that we could both have a growth of our careers but we both are very similar in how we want to spend our time and I want to spend the majority of my time in nature, in the countryside, not in the city. So unlike most big fashion photographers, I do not live in the city and I never will. That is a firm boundary for me and even though I spend a lot of time in the city, I cannot tell you how happy I am to leave it every single time I come home. The next thing that I do that other fashion photographers don't is I don't want to travel much. And I think that this is shocking to so many photographers because the amount of you that I speak to whose reason for doing this is so that you can travel the world is amazing. And I completely admire that. I get it. You want to go to incredible locations. You want to go to beautiful Mediterranean places. You want to go to Italy. You want to go to Bali. You want to go all over the world and take incredible photos. And I get it. There are times when I look at locations and I definitely have a bucket list destination of my own where I would like to shoot. But I do not have any intention of being the nomadic photographer. Oh, hey, just me interrupting myself for a quick little advert of my own freebie that you can download. Foundations of a Perfect Portfolio. This 
free mini course that you can download and it is all about building a perfect portfolio because did you know that actually your portfolio is the backbone of your entire fashion photography career? Honestly, it doesn't matter how good at marketing you are, how good at pitching you are, how many people you network with, how many test shoots you do, if your portfolio is not built and designed in a way to attract your ideal clients, you will never book the jobs that you want to book. Inside of this free mini course, you will learn all about the foundational aspects of a perfect portfolio. You'll learn why you should be investing time in building your portfolio, what actually makes a good portfolio shoot, and what clients truly care about when they're looking at portfolios. Plus, there are a bunch of action steps that you can take right now, the moment you sign up. To take the free mini course, all you have to do is head to oliviabossardeducation.com forward slash free dash resources. I will see you in Foundations of Perfect Portfolio. Now let's get back to the episode. If you're following me, you probably also follow Carly Dame. I love Carly so much. I've had mentoring from Carly myself because she is so fantastic and so talented and so inspiring. But the life that Carly leads where she is on the road permanently I couldn't do that. Like, I genuinely couldn't do that. And I've experimented with traveling for shoots. And this also, like everything I say in this episode, I am welcome for it to change. This is all how I feel right now. But if in two years time, I get an urge to, to travel the world and to create work in all kinds of new locations, I will, I will do that. But right now, I am just happy shooting where I feel comfortable, where I feel inspired, and where I feel at home. And I never really thought I would say that. I thought for years that my dream was to travel to the Maldives, to travel to Bali, to go to Sydney, to go and shoot in New York. And the more I sit with it, the more I'm like, you know what? No. Travel is stressful. Travel is exhausting. Jet lag is exhausting. And I'm a really, you can get this from now, I am a really sensitive. I need to protect my energy like you wouldn't believe. So traveling takes it out of me. Does that mean I don't want to travel at all? No. If I could travel and do a shoot abroad maybe once a quarter, for a really exciting project, 100% I'm up for it. But I see so many photographers who I really admire and who I really love, and they're on the road a lot. They are on a plane every week or every other week, flying to a new destination with loads of kit, with a huge team, staying in a hotel or in a B&B or an Airbnb with a crew. And I honestly can't think of anything worse. Like... I'm an introvert and I need my time on my own. And I love, I love my crew. I love my assistants. I love the people I work with. I'm super lucky. All my clients are always wonderful. But right now, I have just no desire to travel. So I'm owning it. I'm looking for work in the UK, in the London area, or in Cornwall. I'm thinking of planning some Scottish shoots in the next sort of 12 to 24 months because Scotland is an area that I'd like to explore more and wouldn't involve 
too much crazy travel. So that's one of my sort of controversial things I think is unusual for a fashion photographer that I don't want to do. Okay, and my final one on my list is that I do not want all of my income to depend on photography. And this might be something that you disagree with. You might be like, well, if all of your income doesn't come from photography, are you a real professional photographer? And I genuinely had to battle with this limiting belief myself for a really long time. I had an ingrained belief that I was not a serious photographer because I didn't make every single penny of my income purely from photography in the way that so many others do. But I took a very intentional break from my other business, this business, my education business, at the end of 2022. And as much as that was because of serious personal circumstances and that we had a lot of stuff going on, moving house, I was going through a bit of a mental health blip, my partner was also needing support. So I intentionally pressed pause on this business to deal with that but also to really see how I felt when I made every single penny of my income purely from shooting. And I wanted to see if I wanted to actually close down my education business and see if I wanted to go ahead and just do photography. And the truth is that I could have. I could have stopped doing this. I could have focused entirely on just shooting and would have been fine but I really missed it and one thing that not having to make every single penny of my income from photography means is that I don't have to put all of my pressure onto it. I love photography so much. I love taking photos so much that the pressure of having to earn every single penny of my income from it actually can make it feel less fun. Whereas if I split my income 50-50, where I earn half of my income from teaching, my courses, working with one-on-one -on -one students, doing what I'm doing right now, and the other 50% from shooting, everything feels so much lighter, everything feels freer, everything feels like it's in flow. I can say no to certain projects more easily because I know that I don't need to rely on them 100%. I can say yes fully to every single project I do take on and really enjoy it every second and put my everything into it because I know that I am fully doing it without obligation. And that for me has been really, really important. It doesn't mean that you have to have a side hustle if you don't want to. You can make every single penny of your income from photography. You can make a really, 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 really good income just from photography if you want to. But I don't. I really am happy doing these things, doing both of my jobs. I get to use two very different parts of my brain in ways that I wouldn't if I wasn't doing either or. Does that mean that one day I might stop shooting? Absolutely not. I love photography so much. It is part of me. It is so ingrained in my body to create 
that I will always want to pick up a camera in some way, shape or form. And I will always want to share that. And I will always want to share that knowledge as well. So they work perfectly together for me. And being able to split my brain in that way is something I'm so grateful for. And I love every single day. But do I hear from photographers sometimes that I should be focusing all of my attention on just shooting? Yes, I hear it all the time. I have been told by numerous mentors that I would be way more successful if I didn't teach, if I didn't split my brain in two, if I focused all my attention on just shooting. And those voices make me doubt myself sometimes. But the more I've gotten in tune with who I am, what I want for life, and the kind of life that I want to lead, the more I have learned to ignore what anyone else thinks and to do what feels best for me. And for me, splitting my income, making half of my income from teaching and half of my income from shooting works perfectly well. And I love it. And I have no plans to stop. So this episode is to demonstrate to you that you can build a career and you can build a life designed perfectly for your wants and needs. If you listened to this and you thought, well, I don't want any of that. I only want an agent and I want to be shooting every day and I really want to live in a big city. You have my full permission to design a career that fulfills all of those desires. I have purposely chosen to build my life in this way to suit my needs and my desires. I have built a side business in education so that I can have this peaceful life around photography that I want. And I want to encourage you to think about what you want. What does your dream life look like? How are you spending your days? What are you doing? Where are you living? Who are you spending your time with? How are you making your money? What does your dream life truly look like? And write it down. You cannot build the life that you want if you do not know what you want. That is the first step in anything, is getting clarity on what you want. So I'm going to ask you again, what do you want? What does your dream life look like? And then write it down. Once you have it written down, then you can start working out how to make it a reality. I really hope you've enjoyed listening to this slightly different episode all about things that I do that other fashion photographers don't. Again, there's no right or wrong. Absolutely, everyone can do whatever they want. I have purely listed all these things because they are really important things to me. And I really hope that I've inspired you to think about what you want and build a life that you desire. Thank you so much for listening to It Starts With A Click. I really hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please share it over on Instagram and tag me at Olivia Bossert Education to let me know. And if you have a friend that you think would like this show, please send them a little message with a link. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>